What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related on today's episode. It's a mailbag episode Saturday, so you already know it's going to be filled by your voicemails. But before we get into that, we are going to talk some about this video DeMar DeRozan dropped last night um, in regards to his summer, how he spends time training and everything. We're going to get into all that plus your voicemails right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, so before we get into the voicemails, this one's going to be really quick. DeMar DeRozan dropped a video last night that I think everybody should check check on. And on top of that, it seems to be an episode one on a series that he's going to be releasing of just how he goes about his summer. His trainer talks heavily in it. He talks about the, his relationship with his trainer, how they're basically like family, the work that he puts in and just getting to see him like the workout in the pool and how him and his, I don't want to call it an entourage, but him and his, his people work out together. And like, this just goes to show to me, I, I looked at this and I saw this when it dropped last night. And I even posted the clip that he posted. I reposted it here um, in the community tab, because it's just, it's one of those things that you watch and you realize the work that he puts in, and it's not surprising how revered he is in the NBA by players. We know that there's a lot of doubt thrown his way by pundits and things, but it and it shows why the players respect him. And it, it also, you know, what I've been saying all summer is that the work that DeMar DeRozan has done this summer, the work that he showed, the work ethic he's shown Patrick Williams, hopefully Dalen Terry, Io DeSumo, is going to be something that we're that that's going to be paying off for the Chicago Bulls for years and years after DeMar DeRozan is gone. And this just nailed that home, just seeing how he works. Um, seeing how he how he talks about you know having his body at physical condition as well as his mind and you know it was a great video to watch and this is an insight that we don't usually see from NBA players we may see some pictures we may see them go to proams and, and do things like that Drew League um, but we don't really get to see the work and this type of series that he's doing it really is like it's a new insight to a player in their mindset and how they go into the offseason that I can't think of too many times we've really gotten to see it at this level and in this depth, and it's, he's put a lot of work into it. So go and check out DeMar DeRozan's YouTube page uh, for this. Check it out. It's a great video. And like I said, if you are a DeMar fan or hell, even if you're a Bulls fan and you, and you know that he's mentoring the younger players on this team, it's just something that just makes you feel good <laughs> as, a, as a Bulls fan and good that he is the veteran on this team and that he's taking these younger players under his wing and even Zach Levine. And, and it's just, it's just great. I, like, I was wowed by it, right? I was wowed. And the fact, you know, uh, Chuck Swirsky had, had tweeted the day before that, you know, DeMar was going to drop a video um, of his summer and some of his teammates were going to be in it. But this was at a different depth than I even expected it to be. And, you know, it's like I said, just a whole new insight on, on just the work that goes in in his mindset and everything that I've learned about DeMar since he's become a bull and just hearing him talk about the game and everything like this guy is like you you see more and more and more like why they call him Cornrow Kobe, why he is a Kobe Bryant disciple, like and the fact of how that's going to pay off for everyone else that's on this team. But like I said, I don't want to gush over it a little bit too much. Uh, so make sure you go and check that out. It's just something that it, dropping when it did um, a couple of days, a few days before media day, everything is just amazing. And I don't know how often he plans on dropping. I don't know if it's going to be succession in days, if it's going to be one a week or randomly. I don't know how many episodes it is, but. This was a great thing to watch, and I think you guys will enjoy it too. But all right, let's go ahead and move into that. Let's get into the what we're here for today on the Mailbag episode. This first one, this one's from Tony. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Tony from Bulls Nation Station. You know, it's first time on the voicemail. I've been meaning to get on it, but just want to say, man, once again, you're killing it. 
you know, you inspire me with everything I'm doing with my content, and I just want to appreciate you for everything you're doing for the Bulls community. But, yeah, I'm going to get into this question, and it's a two-part question. I got one for you, and I actually got one for Teddy Roosevelt. So I want to see if he'll be around to answer the second part of the question. But for the first question, you know, with Media Day approaching on the 26th, you know, we heard all the lines on those. Everybody can agree that was the main topic heading into Media Day. So now that that question is answered, what do you think will be the main topic talked about for Media Day coming up? And so that would be my first question. And for the second question, you know, for Petty Roosevelt, shout out to him. What is the pettiest thing you have said or done since the start of Chicago Bulls Central? And that's the question I have for Petty Roosevelt. But, yeah, I'm going to holler at you later. Look forward to working with you in the future, and I'm out. All right, and shout out to Tony from Bulls Nation Station, and make sure you guys go in and check him out as well. Bulls Nation Station has become one of my favorite channels uh, to watch on YouTube. I, I put him up there. You guys know my relationship with Pat over the Windy City Breeze, but outside of them, my favorite Bulls creator are Tony, um, of, course, of course, Jamal um, from from uh, Bulls Central, um, and then Aiden from uh, 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 the Bulls Show with Aiden, of course, the Kayak Boys who deserve so much more subscribers than what they have over there are just some of my favorite bull content creators in the world that's on top of the ones that have been around forever matt and big dave and doug tonis and um c red fred like some great bulls content creators out there you guys make sure you go and check them out but with that being said to answer tony's question what do i think the main topic will be around media day so it's gonna i still think it's gonna be a lot of questions about lonzo what how how the players are gonna miss some things like that but i think the biggest thing is going to be how this team takes a leap. I think that's going to be a question that you hear a lot is with the improvement that the other teams have made in the East, how do they see the Bulls competing with those teams? You're going to hear a lot of that. And it's going to be great to see what answers we get from DeMar, from Zach, from Vooch, um, from the younger players like Kobe, like Io. It's going to be great. That's going to be, I think, the next biggest thing other than Alonzo Ball injuries. Just how do the Bulls see themselves competing in a much improved Eastern Conference and Central Division as well? That's going to be the biggest one. Outside of that, I think it's going to be how this team improves overall. How do they um, bounce back from, you know, how the second half of the season went for them? Those are going to be probably the top three questions that we're going to get from Media Day, in my opinion. And as far as Petty Roosevelt, hold on, Hayes. This is Petty Roosevelt checking in. Thank you, Tony, for asking me a question. Me, the star of the show, Petty goddamn Roosevelt. I appreciate you. People don't ask me questions for some reason. I don't know why Hayes tried to steal my whole style, my whole delivery, everything, and people don't even ask me the originator of it. I don't get it. But nonetheless, to answer Tony's question, what's the pettiest thing I have done since CBC started? I would have to say that it was the calls to Nikola Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan, just calling them on the phone, asking Vooch why he doesn't take people to the post more, take it to the cup. The fact that he wanted to be a seven-foot point guard, asking DeMar DeRozan if he knew what a pass was and then having to explain to him what a pass was. Hopefully he learned it this season. Shout out to the video, DeMar, by the way. I see even in your summer workouts, you didn't pass it to anybody, but nonetheless, that would be the pettiest moments that I have had on this show since CBC started. Let's send it back to Hayes. All right, well, you heard that one from Petty. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one is from Eight Lives. What's up, Hayes? This is Eight Lives, man. I'm calling in, you know, as a real Bulls fan. Hey, man, I just want to call in to say, F-U-C-K Bodanovich, or whatever his name is, we don't need him. We cool. We we done with the – we don't want no more soft players that just shoot jumpers. We went through our little uh, mirror ticks and 
he's not even a Sony. He's not even somebody, uh, a Nocioni. He's not even going to come in and play no hard D and all that. He just shoot threes. We good on that. He good on Detroit. We good. Today I called in and speaking in about Jerry Jones Jr., my boy. Let me tell you something, man. We got another secret weapon right along with um, a, a, a Green. Man, y'all just don't know what this boy Derrick Jones Jr. going to do playing and not being injured. I've been watching some highlights of him, man. We got a hot – this dude almost dunked from the free throw line against the Denver Nuggets. We got a guy that a lot of these players that's getting traded, they can't do what he can do. He just needs some time. Derrick Jones Jr., his hands is good in the lane. Oh, man, he'd be on point with the with the alley-oops. He'd be on point with all the half-flying dunks. He'd be on point with making Stacey King go crazy. Derrick Jones Jr. is another – Hitting gym that we got that I feel like gonna spark this year. We good with the Bojanovic, well, whatever his name is. We cool with on that. I know Dad Jones Jr. probably working on this shot too, bro. And if he missing this shot, we'll have Andre Drummond to get the um, offensive rebound. Hopefully, um, our coach this year at least talk tell the Bulls about grabbing some offensive boards because I get tired of seeing every time we shoot a shot, all five of our men running straight to the other board, which is cool, whatever, for the transition, but we need some offensive rebounds. And Derrick Jones Jr., he do all that. He grab offensive rebounds. He get the putbacks. He just be on point. He just he just needs to be able to play without being injured. So we good on the, um, that trade. We got Derrick Jones Jr. He's going to do his thing. Go Bulls. All right. And Eight Lies brings up a great question here. Like, this is great. Like, bringing up the, the Bo, Bojan um, Bogmanovic and Bohan Bojan. I know I say it wrong. Don't kill me in the chat. It is what it is. Uh, with that being said, but saying, can Derrick Jones Jr. be our secret weapon? Can he come in and replicate some of the things that Bojan does? Now, I will. I would like to say that I think that that's unlikely. While their percentages aren't that far off, and I'm going to put a graphic up here on the screen, but I'm going to read them as well. So, you know, when you look at the career averages, as far as percentages for Derrick Jones Jr. and and Bojan, uh, Derrick Jones Jr. Uh, career for for his career is a 50% shooter from the field. Uh, 29% from three-point range, 69% from free throw range, 3.4 rebounds, 0.7 assists, 0.7 blocks, 0.7 steals. That's his career averages for Derrick Jones Jr. So now when we go on to Bojan, his is this. His is 45% shooting from the field, 38% from three, 85% from, uh, 86% from free throw range, um, 3.6 rebounds, 1.6 assists. 0.6 steals, 0.1 blocks because he's not a defensive player, and 15 points per game. And I don't think Derrick Jones Jr.'s points per game for his career is 6.5. So while the kind of the raw averages, the shooting splits, so to say, are very similar, right? It's the volume when you look at it, like, and the efficiency. So while as Derrick Jones Jr. for his career has only averaged um, 4.8, so under five shots per game in his career, Boyan in his career has averaged 11.4 shots per game over the course of his career. That's a huge discrepancy, even when you factor in the, the percentages being the same. So that's some of the things that, that, that cause those to be different. Now, when you look at the PER um, for their careers as well, their PERs, Derrick Jones Jr.'s uh, career PER it hovers at right around 113. I'm sorry, uh, 13, not 113. That would be amazing. Uh, 13, whereas Boyan's. Uh, averages around around 14 closer to 15 so it's not that just the shooting the shooting percentages are one thing it's the efficiency in doing it as well Boyan is just as an efficient player which much more uh you uh, much higher usage rate um and so with that being said you don't expect Derrick Jones Jr. to come in and do exactly what 
Bojan could do in in scoring wise, right? And that's what he is, is a score. But when you factor in what Derrick Jones is and can be and showing himself to be at times defensively, he can have a great impact for the Chicago Bulls. It seemed like the biggest thing with, with trying to bet on Derrick Jones Jr. It really seemed like he fell out of favor with Billy Donovan. Now, the fact that they did bring him back on, um, maybe there, there's something to be said with that. He does offer some legit size. Again, he played backup uh, center for this team. He's not going to have to do that this year with Andre Drummond being on the team. But I do like you saying, what can Derrick Jones Jr. really do for this team? You got to look at it. When Derrick Jones Jr. signed the contract that he was on last year, they were looking at him to be a, a scorer. That never has quite come along in this game. And I do think that there's something to be said that he's never even averaged double-digit shots in his career because he's just not that reliable of a of a a scorer or a shooter but could he turn into that has he been working on his game those type of things you ask yourself he's still only 25 years old that's the crazy thing when you think about it he came into the league in 2006 i'm sorry 2016 and he's only 25 years old so you would think that he still can develop some he can he can still add some things to his game i'm not expecting him to have the impact of a bojan i'm not but at the same time could Derrick Jones Jr. give us more than what we saw last season and kind of be and give us some size, some shooting, some stuff like that? I hope so. One can hope that he can do that because especially not knowing what's going on with Marco Simonovic, right? And if he's going to be ready, you look at Derrick Jones Jr., he's probably going to play if he does get in the game some backup four, three, four. And the thing is, is him and Javante Green are going to kind of be fighting for the similar minutes at the sim at similar positions. So I don't know what opportunity Derrick Jones Jr. is going to get to perform for this team. But shout out to Eight Lives for looking at it outside of the box and saying, hey, why spend the money, the 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 18 million, I think it is, per year on a Bojan when you can when you have Derrick Jones Jr. here at three million and see what he can give you. I understand that. And you know, I guess we'll see what it ends up being. The Bulls would have never made a, a move for Bojan anyway. We really didn't have the assets to do so. But shout out to Eight Lives for looking outside the box. All right, let's go ahead and get into this next voicemail. This one's from Greg. Yeah, I got a real high take, man. My name, Greg, bro. What do you think about the Bulls probably trying to go after Jordan Clarkson since the Utah Jazz doing an extremely full rebuild? Huh? I think that would be much useful for us. What you think? All right, and Greg leaves a voicemail about another Utah Jazz player, Jordan Clarkson. Now, I've talked very heavily about this actually earlier in the week, so I'm going to kind of recap what I said there here, and that is that the Bulls, I don't think, are going to make the move. When you look at what would have what we would have to give up to match um, Jordan Clarkson's $13 million a year contract, I don't think the Bulls give up that many asses. You're looking at Tony Bradley, Kobe White, and, and it ha would have to be Javante Green or Derrick Jones Jr. Now, would they take that back, right? I would have before said there's no way that the Utah Jazz take a deal back like that because what we heard is that they did want first-round picks back. But now looking at what they did do for Bojan and what the trade that they did do, they didn't take over any hugely um, long-term money. They did create a nice almost $7 million trade exception. Um, but I, I just don't know if the Bulls in a roster that needs depth, especially a roster that with the injuries they had last season may be hesitant to give up on depth. And then even Jordan Clarkson and Kobe White averages are close to being the same. We, Jordan Clarkson is a better player than Kobe White, I'm saying. At least what's been shown yet. If Kobe takes a leap, if he does do some developing in his first full offseason, that would make it even harder to make that move when you think about all the other assets you would have to give into that. Three for one, and then even then, too, keep in mind, the, the Utah Jazz, I don't even know if they have an open roster spot to just accept that salary back. So they would probably still have to send an additional player as well. I just don't see that deal going down. I would love Jordan Clarkson on this team. 
theoretically. Like what he offers, what he can be, what he has shown. I would love to have Jordan Clarkson on this team. But when you look at it having to be under the confines of a trade, that is where things start getting a little difficult and you can start seeing, hey, maybe this won't happen. So I doubt, I'm doubtful that it will happen. I'm doubtful that they do go out and make a trade for Jordan Clarkson. I could be wrong. But while I would love the player on the team, I just don't see the Bulls making that type of move. Let's go ahead and move in. We got another voicemail. This one is from Ace. What's up, Ace? It's your boy Ace, man. Hey, it's almost that time. Uh, we got training camp coming up. Man, we we right around the corner. We rocking and rolling. But uh, I was calling, man. I had just seen your take on uh, this new signing about uh, Giannis's brother. And uh, you said before I can even get to it, I was like, man, they, they could have just kept McCord Maker. It's the same. Well, <clears throat> McCord Maker's a better offensive player. But, hell, he could have done some rim protection, give you the same height, length, all the stuff that they're looking for, run the floor, whatever. But I like this signing. They need somebody that's about 6'10", 6'11", that can actually play that backup power forward position and, and do some rim protecting, you know. I like the signing. It's not even just about, uh, you know, them trying to get Giannis. I'm looking at the bigger picture. Like, Giannis is only about an hour away, you know, in all season. They can work out together. He can get his brother's game up. Uh, if you look at how much muscle Ayo DeSumo's put on and, and, and uh, what's his name, uh, Marco, the Bulls are going to have that guy put on some weight and muscle. So I, I say, man, keep him around a year or two. Let him develop, give him some muscle, let him work out with his brother. And he might turn into something really, really special that, that people aren't really paying attention to. And I think that's what it really is because based on the timeline that you said, they're not just going to sign this kid and just wait around for Giannis for four years. They actually see something in him. And they know they need some higher they, – they need they don't need they need some more height at that four position. So give me your thoughts on that. And, uh, hey, that's my take, man. I'll holler at you later. All right, Ace leaves a great one as well. And this, and I agree with most of what you said. Like, I don't think that this is just Giannis. I don't think they signed Kostas and keep him around for four years, hoping that Giannis either in 2005 summer, I'm sorry, 2025 summer or 2026 summer that he decides to come here. If they bring in Kostas Antetokounmpo, it's because they do see something in his game outside of that. That's what I choose to believe. I don't think they're going to just make a move for a pie in the sky thing. We do need size. Having a young big man down there who's still young and yeah while he hasn't looked great in his nba minute so far he's young enough to where you can see it and say hey maybe some things can turn around maybe we can develop a little bit of his game probably not to be a a key player on this team ever but maybe he comes in to be a back of the a back of the bench a big for you or something like that i do think that you take the chance of developing him and then you can't do nothing but help your chances if you do think you have a chance to sign Giannis later down the road so I, I, it's it's inter, it's an interesting thing to look out for and see what the Bulls do do. I don't, I, don't, I don't, like I said, I truly believe that it has to be some basketball reason for this as well. It can't just be, just be the Giannis thing. Now, with that being said, a point that you made in here is that already missing out on McCore Maker, that's huge, right? I do think, especially if you look at what ended up happen, happening to Justin Lewis, I do think that the Bulls, I would think, I, at least I regret that the Bulls did not make a deal with McCore Maker. McCore Maker is younger showed more as far as putting the ball on the floor, shooting just a modern day big man um, that you could have developed, had in your system for a while, whether you decide to cut Tony Bradley or not, and he stays down in the Windy City Bulls all this season, you could bring him along, especially not really knowing what you have in, in Marco Simonovic either. You bring, you give yourself another bite of the apple and bringing in a modern big man with a good skill set that you could develop and see if you can turn into something. I really do hate that the Bulls missed out on McCormick. I think that's going to be one of the things that I look back at this offseason. And if he does turn into something, say, 
Could could it be like the next Spencer Dinwiddie thing? Keep in mind, we had Spencer Dinwiddie in this organization twice before the player that he turned into. Does it turn into something like that? I hope not. I hope not. I, I, like even the as good as McCormaker has looked, I don't know if he's shown that type of skill quite yet. But hey, you never know. And so when you have somebody that you had the first look at that was on your summer league team that showed out in summer league, and you end up not being able to bring them into a camp deal at least to sign them to either two way or G league contract, you know, it's it's some questions there. But with the Costas Antetokounmpo thing, I do think that is a basketball reason. I think they are going to develop him some. All right, let's go ahead and get into this last voicemail. This one is from Shay. What's up, hey? This is Shay. You know, a lot of people talk about the collapse that the Chicago Bulls had in the second half of the season. Some people blame it on the Kardashian curse after we got Tristan Thompson because that's when it started happening. But let's keep it real here. For the most part, before even making the playoffs this past season, this is – or this was a fairly young team. Now, I know what you're going to say. Oh, Alex Cuso has championship experience. Trish Thompson had championship experience. DeMar DeRozan went far in the playoffs. Vucevic, although he hasn't had many, has gone to the first round and second round. But let's be really honest with ourselves here. This was a fairly, or still is, a fairly young team. Now, I'm... It's kind of hard when you've never been in that situation of winning and closing games and preparing for the playoffs. Hell, even Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball, who have never been to the playoffs before then. I feel like a lot of people have truly missed that, did truly miss out on that because of the hot start that we had. And with all due respect, I think even you missed that a couple of times. Due to the fact, due to the fact of how much of a hot start that we had, you know, and I feel like people don't take that in consideration. These are these were at the time young, inexperienced guys, so I, I wouldn't expect them to know what to do, even if they did have the number one seed throughout the whole beginning of the season. When it comes to a, you know, trying to keep good position in a playoff season or even knowing how to win games when the season gets wrapped up in playoff time, it gets ready to start. Anyway, tell me what you think. Shay brings a great point and one that I think is overlooked, especially when Bulls fans and other people talk about the Bulls collapse and talk about, hey, this Bulls team didn't get better and, and, and make the big moves is the internal development. And that's really what it is and what Shay's talking about and saying that we had a lot of young players that were still learning how to win, that hadn't had a playoff series. And Zach Levine, well, just about everybody on this team outside of DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic, for the most part. Alex Caruso as well. Like, yeah, we still have players that are learning to close out games. We still have players that are learning to win. We still have players that are developing their skill sets at the NBA level and getting used to the NBA game. We still had a lot of that. Can that internal development, though, can going through that season, going through the back end of the season that was tough, the losing, can that jumpstart in, in the little bit of a playoff run that we had? Could that jumpstart these players into taking leaps and us improving more than what people are looking? People are overlooking that fact, period. People are overlooking the, the fact that, yeah, the Bulls did collapse last season. Yeah, the Bulls did, you know, they were number one in the East for a little while, and they did so without having their full roster for the most part of that, really at any point of the season. They did that with having a rookie starting at point guard for over half our games last season. They did that with having... One of the veteran pieces that we do have in Alice Caruso that has championship experience being out for the majority of the season. We did all that. Our best player, our, our now $215 million player, getting his first taste of the playoffs. Yes, all that. What development comes from that? That's the big question in how, how the Bulls are going to be able to compete next season 
is how does that development, how does that bet on continuity pay off for the Chicago Bulls? And I, for one, can't wait to see what it turns into. And I think it's going to pay off for us in the long run. Great voicemail from Shay there. But that is it from us for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. Thank you for being the best part of Chicago Bulls Central. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.